Welcome to Inspired, a podcast with Monica Black and Anita Helley. Join us on a journey to discovering what has inspired you to find joy in daily living. Welcome to podcast number five of Inspired by Anita Helley and Monica Black. I'm your co-host, Monica Black. Today, we get to interview someone super, super special and super inspiring, my co-host, Anita Helley. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 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 Co-host. It's a weird moment when you um, are the co-host of a show and your co-host is literally like, hey, come on in and be my guest. Yeah. The um, table has turned. Love it. Yeah. So I'll be asking the questions today. And Anita will be answering us and hopefully inspiring you. That's the plan. That is the plan. So let's start right from the very beginning. Who inspires you? Um, so who inspires me just in general? Or if there's a particular person that has inspired you. Okay. Um, there's so many people who inspire me. I'm sitting with one of them. <laughs> um so inspiration for me um, comes from my husband, for sure. He's a huge inspiration in my life. Uh, his love, his support, his strength um, is absolutely inspiring. My mom mm. absolutely 100% has been an inspiration since I was a very young girl. She saw things in me that I didn't even know what was happening um, when we get into the background of all of that. And it's... Uh, She's definitely been my inspiration. And to watch her change and grow and become who she is now compared to who she was is an absolute inspiration. I think one day we will have our moms here. That would be crazy. Yeah, it would be really fun just to have them and <laughs> interview would. them a little bit about what it's like to be our moms. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. It would be really cool. My kids. My kids kids definitely inspire me. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Those would be my inspirations. Right. So let's um, let's go to the, I guess, a very important question, which may, maybe I should have asked it first, but what business or businesses do you own, Anita? Okay, so I own a couple of businesses uh, with my husband. I own Joker's Wild Entertainment. It's a children's slash entertainment business. It's not always for kids, but primarily it's for kids. We do magic shows. Uh, we have balloon animals, face painting, birthday parties, events. Uh, You've probably seen us around. If you're in Cape Breton, you've seen us around our community. My husband's a magician, and I have done a lot of clowning work um, in my past, so that's where that business came from. Um, I also own Spiritually Yours, which is my tarot, psychic, spiritual, medium uh, space, and uh, I work it out of Sage Moon Boutique in North Sydney. So if you're going to book with me for face-to-face readings, you get to come and be here in the Black Spoon Market and Sage Moon Boutique. So that's where my reading room is, uh, per se. And then um, my husband owns a couple of other businesses. So we are busy business owners is what we are. You are very busy people, much like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background. Um, so I have been psychic, if we want to go that direction, um, since I was very little. I could see things, hear things, feel things, know things that other people just didn't see, know, feel. Um, since I was probably six, 
Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much my entire life. I can't tell you the exact moment that I knew I was, um, but I can tell you the moments of stress. So when I was six, it was minor things. It was like knowing that the teacher, I could see colors around my teachers, um, which was their aura. I now know that that was their aura. But back then, I couldn't explain what that was. I didn't know what that was. So that was the early stages. My teenage years were probably the most intense. And they are, when you're per se normal teenager, they're intense. As a psychic teenager or a gifted teenager, they're horrific. You're hearing things, you're feeling things, you're seeing things that you can't explain that you don't under even understand at that point in time. And this is kind of where my mom steps in and gets me a lot of testing. Because <laughs> you can imagine <laughs> if your daughter comes home and says, I hear voices. What that means as a parent is, oh my God, my daughter is sick. She has a mental illness. She has something wrong. And of course they went that way. Um, they had me go to psychologists. They had me, you know, they had me medically tested. Um, seeing colors around people. Automatically, you think there's something wrong with their eyesight. So I had my eyes checked. Uh, 2020 vision, by the way, all the way up until my 40s, <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, you know, those moments, that's kind of why when I said my mom was my inspiration is because she did all those medical testings first and then realized there was something more, that it was bigger than just me. And she sort of inspired me to find the spiritual side of what could be happening to me. She sort of found my direction then. And then it was studying. Then it was walking away a little bit uh, from it all and kind of going to university and trying something different. But my calling was always the same thing. I was hearing people's future. And what do I do with that? And that's kind of where it all started was how do I tell people? How do I communicate with people on what I'm hearing about them? And so that's kind of where the background is. And so I know, I know personally, I'm not sure if the audience knows, but you're not from Cape Breton originally. I'm not. Um, Originally, Alaska. So, well, I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, raised everywhere else is how I explain it. So I am Canadian, but my dad was military. And so we had a military career, a military life, spent most of my time every two to four years moving, uh, changing locations, changing spaces. Um, Alaska was our longest tour. That's why I say Mm. I'm from Alaska because I graduated high school from there. So once you graduate high school from somewhere, it just feels more like home. But Cape Breton called me. There was something about Cape Breton that brought me here and I didn't and I still don't know exactly why but I knew this is where I want it to be it always felt like home to me and so that's what brought me here and your family was originally from here yeah they're originally from the pier right yeah so my really you have Cape that. you have Cape Breton in your blood oh absolutely yeah yeah probably more than the people who were born here yeah <laughs> I think there's something else that happens when you've been away uh that keeps calling you here yeah it's different so what do you think um called you or inspired you to go in business with your gift so to go in business it really was just hand in hand when you live in a world of magic which we did and I mean like trickery magic like what Scott does Mm -hmm. it really went hand in hand for me to have a little bit of the tarot darker side to it all that's kind of where it started it was just something to offer within Joker's Wild for adults really Mm -hmm. and then that's I wanted something more I didn't want it to be just with Joker's Wild. I wanted something that was mine. And we started realizing that 
we would be like walking down the mall and it would be like, hey, you read my cards. And it was like <laughs> that. And so we sort of started searching out, well, that seemed to be what people wanted. And so I started doing more just tarot. And it was it was growing and growing. And I worked for other businesses doing tarot for them. I did private parties. Um, I did, uh, you know, a special events as a tarot reader. And um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what inspired me to do just that. But it was almost like people started knowing who I was and they were getting, it was the thank yous I was getting. Oh, this came true. Oh, that came true. Oh, I saw this. Can you believe you saw this? You know, it was those moments that sort mm-hmm. of called me more into like, kind of going solely into business for myself with it. Um, it wasn't so much that it was hand in hand with Joker's Wild anymore. It was like me. It's funny because I just met up with old friends from high school just last week. And their very first, well, one girl, very first words were, yeah, Anita Halley read my tarot cards like quite a few years ago. <laughs> which happens to me all the time now, yeah. which, I, which I love. I love those moments for and you, sure. And you read tarot cards while you were in university. I, I read tarot cards to be able to get a drink. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll be honest in that. I read tarot cards in university, but it was to make 10 bucks so that I could buy a pint. <laughs> Literally, I want a pint of vodka. See, she's and a real, so, true Cape Bretoner people. Yeah, I wanted a pint of vodka, so I'd be like, here, let me read your cards. I'll make 10 bucks and go be able to go to Sobeys <laughs> and get my pint of vodka in, in university. Literally, that's what I did through university to kind of buy craft dinner or whatever. <laughs> that's literally what it did for me. Um, it, it was probably, I, I have to really take a moment and thank Scott. I was working for... Um, Sydney Animal Hospital at the time, uh, doing animal services, which I loved. I loved working with them. I loved what was that. But I'd come home every day, and my he would say, how was your day? And I'd say, oh, the animals were great. But this guy walked in, and I heard this. And this girl <laughs> came in, and I could feel this. And my day would really consist of telling him about the spiritual side of what I was hearing or feeling or knowing or whatever. And it was more about that. And he looked at me, and he said, you are not being authentic to who you are mm. enough is enough I believe in you you need to believe in you and I truly didn't believe in me enough to think I could do this as a business time. as a business absolutely no I, I absolutely didn't think I could it was him who sort of said enough's enough you need to follow your dream you need to follow who you are mm-hmm. and so it was him who who inspired me to take that into my own hands and to say this is who I am and to to trust that to trust that that's who I am Mm -hmm. it is scary to be a psychic and to say you're psychic because of the stipulation yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of people who think that we are devil worshipers and we are Mm. bad or evil or don't believe in us and I'm okay with skeptics I'm so okay with skeptics I was scared it, there was scary. I, I have stories that are really scary from mm-hmm. when I first started this business mm-hmm. and doing things on my own, yeah. you know, that were scary moments yeah. in this business. Yeah, and I think, absolutely. I think that, you know, we're in 2020 now and things are changing. Things are definitely getting better for people that are living that type of lifestyle. Absolutely. It's getting better for us that are spiritually gifted and kind of coming out per se mm-hmm. out of the broom closet if you want to call it that way. Um, Yeah, definitely we're more open, or the world seems to be a little more open to who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and there's a collective sort of happening for us to trust in all of that. But yeah, I'd say inspirationally, my husband really pulled me into the business. Yeah, absolutely. He inspired. Yeah, absolutely. So you and Scott were both working at another place at one time. (laughs) And that's when Joker's Wild Entertainment began. So Scott and I weren't dating. Uh, We were both just out of massive relationships. I was just out of my first marriage, uh, single mom, doing the single mom thing, working at a call center. Scott was working at a call center and just out of uh, an engagement. And I was looking for someone to buy my computer, to be honest. (laughs) And I sent an email out to about 900 people. And uh, the only person who responded was Scott, uh, ironically enough. And he wanted the computer, and I wanted a date. (laughs) 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 And so I convinced him to take me out for a coffee, and I would sell him the computer. And um, I, I'll be honest, I wanted a one-night stand. I was a single mom just out of a marriage, and I really just wanted a one-night stand. I wanted to have some fun, and I wanted him to leave. However, <laughs> that's not how it worked. It was a seven-hour conversation driving around in a car, a lot of late nights talking on the phone. Um, and it was probably three months into our whatever you want to call it. I don't even think we were calling it a relationship at that point in time. It was sort of some dating stuff. And... Um, we started talking about what he did and that he was a magician. And then I was like, well, you're never going to guess, but I used to do clowning in my early years of high school, like my last years of high school and college. And he was like, oh my God, we need to do a business. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We need to do what? (laughs) And my father was our boss. Wow. At the call center. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So we had to go in and say we quit. Wow. To my dad and say we're gonna open a business and that's literally what we did the next day like we walked in it was probably January 3rd summer's around there we walked in we went to my dad and we said we quit (laughs) and and Scott who was just newly my new boyfriend was like and I'm going to take your daughter and start a business doing magic and clowning (laughs) (laughs) my poor my poor dad who's a military man I am sure thought what the (laughs) is happening right now because we literally quit good jobs um and then we quickly realized that that's the wrong way to do things we learned the hard way that there was no way to start a business full-time with no background no money no nothing we couldn't do it off of our love that's for sure or and to live in an economy of cape breton yeah it was um it was a rude awakening those first four months of trying to you know make our own business cards and you know it was just it was rough it was really rough so we ended up working part-time for a while and worked part-time and ran jokers wild part-time um for quite some time years there was years in the beginning of our business that's what it was right just part-time part-time and just running other things and you know doing other things to make it work really So, so really like what challenges do you guys face as business owners, or even just yourself as a business owner? So in Joker's Wild, we face a lot of advertising, marketing, those types of challenges. Um, That seems to be some of our biggest challenges, I would say. In Spiritually Yours, um, my biggest challenge is it's very emotional to be constantly in somebody's emotional spiritual space Mm. and so some of my biggest challenges is recognizing that I don't own theirs Mm -hmm. and I do have a great process of getting rid of the energy and I love that process but it's recognizing that I don't own what they're doing that it doesn't reflect onto who I am Hmm. 
And what does your family think about you guys doing your business now? Now they are so supportive. My mother yeah. often says how proud she is of us and, you know, that we've done something. And she loves when I, well, she loves and hates when I get stopped in the malls and stores that, you know, oh, you're the, you're the girl, you're the psychic. <laughs> I, you know, you told me this or, hey, I had the baby or whatever. We hear all kinds of things. And so she always, she thinks those are great. And she says she feels like she's with a rock star a lot of the times. But um, in the beginning, they weren't. There was no support in the beginning. They were scared for us. They didn't trust that we knew where we were going. They, we were set up for failure through their eyes for sure. Um, but that changes when a little bit of success comes in. And we knew that would change. And we knew they would come around to it. it was, it's just a matter of doubt is, mm-hmm. is all that is. And it's not trusting the universe a little bit. So, Do you have any fears? What business owner doesn't have fears? My God. Uh, because you, there's a, there's a funny little farce in the business world where if you're not in business, people think you make millions of dollars because you run your own business, which to me is the What? Business. We're not all wealthy and rich? No, no we're not. No. And it's a, but it's a farce. You, you really don't because everything you work for goes back into your business. So you really don't make a lot of money. My, my fear, my biggest fear is that I could wake up tomorrow and it all be gone. Mm-hmm. I truly love what I do. And so, and I truly love helping people. And so my fear is that it would be gone tomorrow. That's, that's my fear is that tomorrow could bring a day and nobody ever wants to know something about the future and we're done, you know? Mm-hmm. Was there a specific or a particular moment, like an Oprah Winfrey aha uh, moment? In business? Yeah. I... I would say this journey, this Sage Moon Boutique journey has been my aha moment. Beautiful. I found a place of home. I don't know how else to explain it, but there's this peaceful moment that happens when you find where you belong um, that gives you a sense of I'm okay. And, and that's been my aha moment is I found peace within this building, within Sage Moon, within, within you. I found this moment of I'm going to be okay here, even when it might not be okay. Mm-hmm. I still have that moment of like, yeah, this is my aha moment. So Sage Moon Boutique and the journey we're on together is my aha moment. It's beautiful. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one more question. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the most important question. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? So joy to me in this business is the moment when that person, whether they believe in me or they don't, have their aha moment. When they have that moment that I've flipped or I've said something that connects to their soul and they get this little flash of light in their eye that makes them go, whoa, I am going to be okay mm-hmm. because she just saw that I am. So important for me to know that I have helped so many people on their journey of finding their own joy, knowing who they are, knowing where they're going. It's so important to me. That connection, that people connection is huge, mm. huge. Well, thank you, Anita Helly. Thank you, Monica, for having me here. It's been great. You've been an amazing guest. Thanks. I guess I'll see you as co-host on the next podcast. Next podcast. Here's a quote by one of our favorite 
um, Chinese philosophers. His name is Lao Cha, or as I like to say, Lao Cha. If you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. Tune in every Wednesday. You can find us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Podcast. Just follow the links in the description. Thank you for listening to Inspired. Thank you for listening to Inspired.